kills me makes me feel alive. Okay, by AM six forty more stimulating talk. It is a Gary and Shannon show. Gary and Shannon are filling in for Bill Handel. They'll be back tomorrow morning. Brian Tid filling in for Gary and Shannon, and I'm assuming I'll be back tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, we interrupt the story that we were going to do about this man in Taiwan who put a sex toy in his pee hole and it had to be surgically removed. Uh, believe it or not, there's believe it or not, there's a more important story, and it's not. That Californians have slapped and shouted at robot cars in two of six DMV crash reports. You're you're yelling at robot cars. But anyway, no, it's not. It's a story that largely has been kind of in the background of the national news, has I guess come to a conclusion. Ryan Burrow for ABC News uh, stands by. Ryan, uh, how you doing? How is lovely Nashville? How are the ribs? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's Nashville. Um, I, I don't know, those two stories that you were leading into sound uh, a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say interesting, but they've certainly piqued my interest. No, sure. this is this is bigger. This is way, the, the mayor of Nashville, Megan Berry, uh, here's, uh, here's about 10 seconds of what she said this morning. Hello, everybody. Hi. <sighs> well, my time today as your mayor concludes... My unwavering love and sincere affection for this wonderful city and its great people. And there you go. Uh, all right. Well, so that was her resignation. You know what I didn't know, Ryan Burroughs from ABC News, is that country music legend Marty Robbins recorded El Paso in Nashville. Did you know that? I did not know that. An iconic song, but recorded in Nashville. As it turns out, it's the epicenter of country music. So yeah. I, that's why the, the national interest. All right, so let's say I know nothing also, about this story. Also, by the way, if you if you haven't been to Nashville lately, it is like the epicenter for bachelorette parties. It, it is where it is like the primo place for Midwesterners uh, who are getting married, especially bachelorettes. Go, uh, you cannot go anywhere without seeing running into some kind of bachelorette party right there, and they, they've embraced that. They love that. Where are the Titans? Are they outside of Memphis or Nashville? No, they're in Nashville. Yeah, they they played one season in Memphis, but uh, yeah, they're in Nashville. Oh, okay. All right, all right. You want to get to the mayor so, here? So let's start. Yeah. So as if I know nothing about the story, take me for, start me at the beginning on this. Okay. Let, let's start in, in January, uh, January thirty first, when uh, the mayor Megan Barry, who was uh, a shooting star in the Democratic Party, especially in Tennessee. Uh, announced that she had been having a two-year affair with her head of security. Now, this head of security had actually been the head of security for mayors for quite some time, even before she took office. But he's like a state uh, trooper. Yeah, he, he was. He was uh, law enforcement. I, I can't. I don't know what his exact title was. A though. man. A man with a gun. Exactly. Literally with the gun. Yeah. Kind of like El. Oh, what happened to El Paso? Oh, never mind. All right. So uh, she admits to the affair. Obviously, they've kind of broken things off. He retires from his job immediately. But, uh, you know, it, the story doesn't stop there because she remained at her post as, as the mayor. And, of course, the drumbeat started getting louder and louder. People who were disappointed with her uh, calling for her to resign. And then you've got three investigations, including the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, that wants to know, wait a minute, uh, was there anything going on during this relationship, during these affairs that may have been on state time involving state money? And that investigation 
investigation was really heating up. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, they had asked for some uh, cell phone uh, text messages. They had gone through some emails, and they were at least alluding to the media that they were getting close to finding some kind of criminal wrongdoing in this. Now today, uh, we find out that charges were filed, uh, a felony charge of theft over $10,000 against the mayor. Uh, so she agreed to a plea deal. And, and so, and so uh, this by- is... So in other words, it's theft of public funds. Exactly. These were uh, potentially, and and, uh, we don't have anything official yet, but potentially extending trips longer, doing recreational things as a couple. uh, Like like extending things longer. Exactly. Not only in the U.S., but uh, including an international trip to Greece. So, um, you know, it, and on top of that, they wanted to know if this head of security had been, you know, getting additional overtime, had been working holidays and getting paid for that uh, to be with the mayor uh, while they continued this affair. So uh, they actually found him. Uh, they charged him with a felony theft over $45,000. Uh, but as part of both of their plea deals, uh, three-year um, uh, probation, uh, and for the mayor, uh, she will have to pay back $11,000, and she was asked to step aside, so and she that's... did that. And what we heard in that quote uh, was her giving that. It was just a three-minute long statement. She did not apologize. She did not speak to the allegations or the criminal charges, uh, just kind of said, yay, Nashville, way to go. You guys are awesome. Uh, I'm going to step aside. And she, so she avoids any jail time, with, with even with a felony. Yes. However, uh, these investigations are not over yet. Uh, you know, maybe maybe she's uh, breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief, but uh, we'll see if any further criminal charges come out of this. And all she had to do was get in front of a crowd and say, oh, say my computer's not up, I guess is what she said. <laughs> anyway, she just had to go in front of a crowd and say, hello, everybody. Yo! Yo! Well, it sounds like they like her. So, uh, so there, there you go. Well, I, obviously his law enforcement career is over, but I'm guessing he's within his pension, or does he surrender his pension? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, the, the, some of those details haven't been quite worked out yet. And he had naked pictures of her on his phone. On a that's that's a suggestion. That that's what uh, there was. Uh, they were trying to get that uh, locked down as part of this evidence. Uh, you know that that the TBI was going through and. You know, more and more people were coming out. She's trying to pass. She was trying to pass a five billion dollar transit package. And every every town hall she spoke at, any every government meeting, every public forum she had, she was getting booed or she was getting heckled or this question was coming up from the media. So it was becoming more and more difficult for her to govern. That's for sure. I heard she never passed a package. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, there, there we go. She goes into obscurity. Uh, the former Democratic rising star, Megan Barry, and they were both married, right? So there's two marriages on the rocks now. Correct. All right. Well, that, oh, that was worth it. Uh, the Ryan Burroughs, thank you very much for, uh, for checking this out for us. And, uh, I guess we'll see it on the news and then that story goes away. So I love sex scandals. This one's too far away from California. Well, we've got another one in Missouri coming up. So Excellent. Keep your eye out. Oh, that's right. With a former Navy SEAL. With the governor. Yeah. You got it. All right. We'll check, we'll check in on that one. Thank you very much, Ryan Burroughs. Uh, there he goes. The president's uh, press conference is wrapped up as well. And uh, was there anything significant? We'll uh, wrap it up for you. Again, Marty Robbins El Paso recorded in Nashville. That's your tie-in. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Toots filling in for Gary and Shannon. We'll be back right after this. Uh, Neil Savita of the Fork Reporter is coming up. We're going to talk about those 
prepackaged meals that get mailed to you, and then you're supposed to not mess that up. Like Blue Apron? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, what the hell? Why can't you just go to the store? KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. rotating gavin has tweeted gary and shannon kfi am 640 more stimulating talk it is uh, brian suits filling in on the gary and shannon show gary and shannon doing a excellent job a yeoman's job filling in for bill handle to bill heels gary and shannon uh, in there on the handle show and uh, this morning they kept me awake without playing any of that annoying music with actual content so where are we going there's two places to go here uh, Californians have slapped and shouted at robot cars, according to DMV crash reports, and also the guy who put a sex toy in his pee hole. But wait, stop everything. Gavin Newsom tweeted, uh, President Trump was just in a press conference with the Prime Minister of Sweden, and the backstory, recall, that Trump was talking about these immigrant neighborhoods, these Muslim immigrant neighborhoods in uh, in Hotaburg and Malmo and Stockholm, where the Swedes themselves, the actual citizens of the country called Sweden, have declared that some of these slums have become no-go zones, that roving bands of young Syrian men, young Muslim men, are keeping Swedes out, traditional, actual Swedes, out of the area, and cars are burning and being flipped over the whole thing. But uh, Gavin Newsom, who last I checked on his travel record, hasn't been there like ever, uh, this is what he said 12 minutes ago uh, on the Twitter, quote, making up things that happen in Sweden, with Sweden, about Sweden, that have, all caps, never happened, is Trump's favorite pastime. Remember when he fabricated the terror incident that, quote, happened last night in Sweden, close quote, that, all caps, never happened. Except as it turns out, it, it did. Uh, he's, he was missing the punchline that Trump might have accidentally said that, but it turned out he was actually correct. And uh, if 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 you... Don't want to trust the American media on that. Go check out the Australian 60 Minutes episode from less than a year ago when they took a camera. They tried going into a certain neighborhood in Stockholm, and uh, they they were stopped by young men in that neighborhood from even going in, uh, from bringing cameras in there. So, yes, yeah, Sweden has a problem. It is self-inflicted. Uh, Germany's trying to act like they don't have that problem. So uh, anyway, well, folks, stop hitting the robot cars. This is actually very, very simple. The human response to possible takeover by robot overlords. And uh, this is from LA Times, uh, the business section. Humans slapped and shouted at robot cars in two of six DMV crash reports this year. Of six crash reports involving robot cars filed in California so far this year, two involved. And by the way. It, it is now March 6th. We're, we're, you know, we're two months and six days, and there's already six robot car accidents. Of six crash reports involving robot cars filed in California so far this year, two involved a human approaching the car and striking it. January 2nd, a Chevy Bolt EV operated by General Motors Cruise Driverless Car Division in San Francisco's Mission District was waiting, was minding its own business waiting at a green light for pedestrians to cross when a man, quote, ran across Valencia Street against the do-not-walk symbol, shouting, and struck the left side of the Cruze V's rear bumper and hatch with his entire body, close quote. So he tried to body tackle a Chevy Bolt. He damaged a taillight, according to a report 
filed with the California DMV. No one was injured. Police were not called. Uh, the car was in autonomous mode, but a driver was behind the wheel as requir- required by current law. So in other words, the guy body tackling the Chevy Bolt EV had no clue that it was actually a robot car. And I don't know if that uh, that counts. Meanwhile, just days later, January 28th, a GM Cruze Bolt EV again with a human driving the car stopped behind a taxi on D-U-B-O-C-E Avenue. I, I thought I knew San Francisco, but I, I've never seen that. Duboce? When the driver of the taxi exited his vehicle, approached the Cruze AV, and slapped the front passenger window, causing a scratch. The incident report said, none of this seems um, in any way causal that these are because these are uh, robot vehicles. I want to hear about driverless robot vehicles and uh, humans beating them and, uh, and things like that. So anyway, here in California, we continue to break new ground. <clears throat> well, there's, I guess there's no avoiding this. Is it time for the, the story? This thing? Okay. And next, right, before this, by the way, we're going to get this out of the way before Neil Savidra, the fork reporter, comes in and we talk about food. Doctors discovered a seven-inch plastic sex toy stuck in the bladder of a man who came to hospital when he started urinating blood. This is from, where else? The Mirror in uh, Great Britain. The unnamed patient reportedly in his 30s refused to see a doctor for more than two days after getting the toy lodged. But apparently all dignity runs out after 48 hours in Taiwan. When he finally did visit a doctor, he told them he had gotten into trouble while engaging in, quote, urethral play, close quote. The head of urology at Kaohsiung Veterans General Hospital in Taiwan, his name, John Bang Bing, said the plastic rod measured 7.87 inches long and one centimeter inches wide. The patient claimed he was pleasuring himself when he accidentally inserted the device into his bladder. No. Sorry. No. Did you Wrong. see the photo of that thing? Wrong. Well, now I have oh, to Google. wow. It looks like Lord <clears throat> Voldemort's wand. It looks like a dip. St- <laughs> it, it, it does. That's a terrible. It does. Or it looks like uh, Hermione. It, not Hermione. It looks like uh, who's the elder wand. A- a- Helena oh, Bonham Carter. Oh, Helena. Helena. Oh, Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Uh, Lestrange. Looks yeah, like Bellatrix. But no, it, it is a it's a it's a piece of plastic. looks like a it looks like a conductor's wand. It does. But about every inch, there's a, a succeedingly a, a larger bump. Yeah, there's, it looks like the elder wand is what it looks. I like. guess it does look like the elder wand, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So stick this in your sword. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know. My daughter is absolutely horrified right now. <laughs> she is she mess. listening? I think they're out of school. Oh god. No, not yet. Luckily, <laughs> she hears me mash up Harry Potter. Well, the guy's sticking a pleasuring wand into his uh, nether regions. You know, I'd hope she doesn't ask what a pleasuring wand is. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the, the director's cut, I believe, of yeah. uh, Deathly Hallows. Oh, God. <laughs> he continues, the patient claimed he was pleasuring himself when he accidentally inserted the device into his bladder. Sorry, that's not an accident. Unless you unless Mm-mm. you're sprinting down a hallway and you run into a wall. <laughs> no, okay. even mm. even then. I know that's a thin excuse. <laughs> that's a freak idea. But in an ER, I would accept that. I would I would buy that. Uh, listen, doctor, the room, the, the electricity went out. He was bent over tying his shoes naked, and I ran in the door and I didn't see him there. A routine cytoscopy, an endoscopic procedure in the man's bladder, helped remove the toy which had already caused inflammation and blood in his urine. The patient was discharged from hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. And I'm, I'm assuming they gave him the wand back. So, oh, you found that. That's exactly where I put it. 
So anyway, true story. All right, we're, I'm running late. When we come back, Fork Reporter is going to uh, bear the truth on those things where they mail you gourmet meals and then supposedly you prepare them correctly. That and more coming up. Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. <laughs> Teach you how to eat. Let me teach you how to eat. How to marinate the meat. If I am supporting more stimulating talk, it is a Gary and Shannon show. Gary and Shannon doing a excellent job filling in for Bill Handel on the morning show. They'll be back tomorrow. Bryce is filling in for Gary and Shannon today, and it's Tuesday, so the fork reporter Neil Savidra comes high stepping in here with uh, stuff and junk uh, about food, and we are. We were talking about this on our own time, off off the company clock the other day. And it is, what the hell is the deal with somebody mailing you a box of food and then you preparing it and it's supposed to actually work out the way the commercial shows? Have you done any of these? Oh, yeah. Like, I, matter of fact, I did it before. Yeah, Blue, I, a, Blue Apron. I hate to sound uh, hipster on you, but I did it before it was cool. Oh, really? I did it before there was uh, a lot of these bigger names. There were local people that were trying it uh, and really trying to do it in smaller markets early on, and I thought it was genius. I oh, really you're, so you're into food? I was into food's early <laughs> stuff. You I probably eating, haven't heard it. Yeah. I was into sprouts and soil. Before it was all overproduced. Yeah, now I've been curating uh, mung bean sprouts <laughs> and pad thai noodles. <laughs> So that's mung bean, the, the most uh, unappetizing name in all of food dumb. The concept is they're putting, I, I guess, um, stuff that will make it uh, by FedEx in 24 hours. Yeah, but in well, a box a lot and of, mail it to you. Right? But a lot of these places have local uh, outlets, so they have warehouses or storage f- facilities that are local. That's what's making it work. It's not like it's shipping. Uh, depending on, I'm, there's over a hundred of these. Companies now, yeah. The most the most high profile is Blue Apron because they're all over the Out TV. Of New York, yeah. Amazon doing one. I, I'm, I'm assuming Amazon's pretty decentralized all over the place. Yeah, and then there's you know I I, I think uh, Albertsons picked up plate or plated or whatever. Oh, it how is. about this Sizzlefish, which was your nickname in prison, right? Uh, yeah, but up up but up on, on Wednesday. So. What? Uh, but, uh, so here, here's here's I think the thing that's. Do you have an me, issue with them uh, as a human? And, Are you bothered by well, here, meal kits? Yeah, I just said if you can't cook <clears throat> this morning at eight a.m., then this thing arrives on your doorstep at four p.m. Who the hell says you can cook then? And if you can't cook, you already went off and bought that stuff anyway. It's less about cooking per se, and more about saving time from the grocer. <laughs> That's that's the reality because uh, and also people people don't know how to cook stuff like how to put together a meal based on what they have. And so sometimes they get overwhelmed with ingredients and then they get in a rut and they do the same thing over and over. Also, another thing that pushed these meal kits uh, forward was and really helped them grow was the unique dietary preferences that were popping up all over the place. So vegetarian, low carb, a vegan friendly, all of these things, locally sourced. Uh, sourced organic foods, all this yeah. stuff you could choose, and people found it more uh, simple to do that. Choose it all, have it brought to you, and then you cook it. Okay, so um, you open the box up, and is there just like a little card that says "Good luck"? Or is no, no, there no, no, an no. app? They have, is there something? There's. It depends on the service, but uh, originally the key to it is a breakdown of 
the ingredients list. Kind of the same thing you would if you bought a stereo. It's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? So you'd get the, it'd say, hey, these are the, this is the produce. John Doe uh, has the upper hand. This is the, this is the meat or the, or the protein, whatever it is. And then it will tell you how to cook it. Any seasons other than salt and pepper sometimes are added as well. Sometimes there's a sauce uh, that's added that will uh, help you cook it. But they're actually very good, and they do help you learn. I'm a big fan of a combination of a lot of things. I like going to the grocery store still. Even, and okay. I have a produce service deliver stuff to my house, but I still supplement with the grocery store always. I, that's the thing. I actually love shopping, especially in L.A., me too. I, I love shopping. I like I like strolling through Asian markets. Well, you know that pictures store of... on Sepulveda that I go to. They have beef pizzle, which turns out to be the turns out to be the penis. That's but, the second <clears throat> reference to boy parts today. And, and this is also In the, the past same place. Twenty minutes. Do, do you remember? <laughs> I just never heard of that food. Do you remember whole frozen raccoon? Yeah, I oh, go yeah. to that market. I go, I'm just waiting to see more a bag with a whole frozen raccoon in it. Um, no, I like I like shopping in L.A. and that's my entire Instagram feed, which is Brian does junk. B r y a n does junk. It's all wacky foods that I have only seen in L.A. I love shopping. If in you LA. want to keep costs down, though, it's always best to get the whole raccoon. Yeah, that's yeah. That's you don't you know fabricate it yourself at home, and then you'll be golden. But I'm a fan of shopping, too. And like I said, even though I do have some produce, uh, Imperfect Produce sends me a box once a week. And and then I supplement that with a grocery store because I like to choose things myself as well. And I enjoy – the kits are nice because they motivate you to do a home-cooked meal. And maybe there's a lot of people, people I guess, who would never have put that – they've never had all those things all at hand at once. And they put them together and they go, wow, that wasn't so hard. Yeah, and I think it can help you be a better cook as well because you're looking into it. Now, I don't use – I've used most of these at one time or another, and I've always enjoyed it. And I thought some of the tips – I've even learned cooking tips from them on uh, you know certain things or certain produce I'm less familiar with. And I like that, that it motivates you to do those things. But you're looking at – a pretty, you know, Nielsen did a big research on this, and they found one in four adults in the U.S. has purchased one of these meal kits in the last really? year. One in four, and seventy percent continue to buy them after making their first, per- the, first purchase. And it's a, so it's an it's like a, a weekly box, right? And, or something you can even do it nightly. You if can you want, skip, right? or you do, yeah. So if you do it weekly, if you make it your family Friday night or whatever for four, what what does that weekly cost? Oh, a lot of times you're getting meals at ten bucks or less a person. I mean, so well, so you're looking. Sometimes you're you're looking at anywhere. <coughs> be, no, you're anywhere between four dollars and ten dollars a person, depending on your your proteins and what you're making. But yeah. you'd be surprised how you can keep it. The one thing I'm I'm not a fan of is the amount of packaging they use. Uh, There's a a crapload oh, of package, in a cardboard yeah, box, and then it's and so you're going you're wasting a lot of garbage for this for for no real reason. Some of them are better. Some of them use uh, containers that you send back. They pick them up when they drop off the next one, and they, they clean them down and reuse them again. Uh, but it all depends what you're looking for. I think the grocery stores, and I've been preaching this for years, have to get on this. And now you've got Walmart going after Blue Apron by doing their own meal kits. Um, I've been talking with stores about doing oh, my own meal like kits at their grocery store. Velveeta and Doritos, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, whoa, wacky joke. <clears throat> All right, take, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, this is Gary and Shannon Show. Neil Zavita, the Fork Reporter, is in here. Brian Suits uh, filling in. They are filling in for Bill Handel. Uh, we'll be back right after this. KFI 
AM 640, more stimulating talk. Okay, fine. 640 more stimulating talk. It is uh, Gary and Shannon. Joe Bryce is filling in for Gary and Shannon. They are filling in for Bill Handel on uh, the morning show. Again, tomorrow morning, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions is going to make a, quote, major sanctuary jurisdiction announcement, close quote, in Sacramento. We're, we're taking bets. Is he going to arrest the mayor of Oakland uh, or, or sue California. Also, the baby animal bracket, the March Madness for baby animals, is on the Gary and Shannon page at KFIAM640.com. Pork reporter Neil Sveter is in here. We're talking about this m- mail food to your house thing. And and get, let's talk about price. Like the average, I don't know if you know uh, Blue Apron or whatever, but what, what's the average price for you? You said about 10 bucks per person. That yeah. includes shipping. Yeah, that's that's all in, and that's billed monthly. So you're in, you're you're joining this thing for like 120 bucks a month. Well, yeah, depending on how many, how many. Some people do it uh, three days a week and not every single day. So some people are just doing it as a supplement to kind of take the weight off. Strangely enough, you've got men 40 percent more likely to purchase a kit than uh, females. Uh, well, no, that makes sense, though. Because traditionally men, a lot of men aren't like us. They can't, <laughs> they can't work their way out of the kitchen. <laughs> live mm. off live off the land. Walmart's, pre, Walmart's pre-portioned two-person meal kits will go for 8 to $15 and include options like steak Dijon, basil garlic chicken, sweet chili chicken stir-fry, pork florentine, uh, one-step meals, options for meatloaf, pot roast, and cheesy ravioli bake. So um, yeah, so so when you're looking, you're like I said about uh, you're looking at four dollars a person on the low end, and it, you can get as high as like ten bucks a person are, on the high end. Are you uh, well read in these enough that if you would you ever in a pinch serve it to guests? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. The ingredients. In, in, matter of fact, oftentimes if you depending on the service again, you can get it from locally sourced places, farms that you can know the names that are in your local area. What about L.A.? What about it? <clears throat> Any locals around LA? I'm supposed to say oh, the cough button, but uh, you yeah, you, you amplify because the, the world's most productive agricultural uh, region is just to our north, the San oh, Joaquin Valley. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the 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 produce company that I've done some work with, uh, Imperfect Produce, they deal with local farms, and the reason why it takes them. I'm sorry, to, say that name again. Imperfectproduce.com. Nice, well played. Uh, but they're growing. Like we have people in uh, the IE or Riverside that are saying, when are they coming? Well, they wait until they can build the infrastructure uh, with the farms and the local places so that they uh, – so your food's not sitting on a truck for two, three days. They, You know, yeah. you want the fresh stuff. So these meal kits and these these companies absolutely are sourcing locally as well, and that's one of the things that people like about that's it. A, that in L.A., people who are locavores – are even more annoying than CrossFitters. That the, I mean, I, and that would be huge. Sure, if people knew that the citrus or the leafy vegetables or whatever were less Absolutely. than a tank of gas away. Absolutely. But you're talking about over five billion dollars in sales already. They're doing with these meal kits. It's a massive. That's why you see uh, stories like today with Walmart. Uh, Walmart going after Blue Apron and Amazon. It's they've got their own line of meal kits. There's something about being able to put. Things together, uh, you know, locally 
and make them at home with and you've got a recipe there and you're trying new things um you 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 wouldn't know now i don't always go line for line of the recipe i just like the fact that it, it, they've already pulled enough for two people or whatever it is or maybe there's a vegetarian meal for my wife whatever it is that it just makes it simpler um but i like to cook too i like to go from i like to go and see what's in season whether it's at a grocery store or a farmer's market, and be inspired to, to make something as well. Because I, you, as you know, I brainstorm different types of foods all the time. I, oh, invent, yeah. I invented the, the bratwurst taco, the Brocco, uh, which I'm, I'm still working on, but the Brocco uh, is, I think, is going to explode. And then the other one I thought of something is. was one of these would be a mail order cavemandiet.com, and what it would be is once a week, You'd get a live rabbit. Then there's no direction. That's the ultimate caveman.com. A, a live rabbit yeah. and a pointy stick. Yeah, paleo my ass. That's nothing yeah. more is paleo than a live rabbit in a box. Yeah, and there you taking go. you back, taking you back to the origins. Yeah. Now cook. Now make it. Make it food. Oh, and look, honey, they included some blueberries. Wait, those are blueberries. So that would Don't be. Eat those. Because I think the the very the first. Uh, iteration of this probably was twenty years ago when they started mailing live lobster. Yes, but that has to do that has to do with the freshness of the lobster. Lobster, by definition, uh, starts to break down very quickly. So fresh lobster is the best way yeah. to go. Anyway, I'll announce plans for Rabbit Club tomorrow. We'll see how that works. <laughs> you can test it, it out. Listen, we we get we get live rabbits and we pass the savings on to you. Uh, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Gary and Chen filling in for Bill Handel. Brian suits out here, and John and Ken are up next. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to Gary and Shannon? And then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness.